Welcome to the Traveling Tribes podcast, the latest insight into group travel and tourism trends. Host Jeff Gader, publisher of Leisure Group Travel Magazine and author of Traveling Tribes, interviews travel industry standouts and influencers for an engaging conversation about group travel. Thank you very much for joining us today. And I have three special guests. I don't think I've ever had three on a podcast. I've had one, of course, lots of times. I've had two any number of times. But um, this is my first set of triplets that I've had on the podcast. Uh, please welcome Ted Nelson, Andy, and Michael Ziegler. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Thanks, Jeff. Doing great. Doing good. Thank you for having us. Great to see you so- again. Yeah, great to see you as well. So uh, we're here to talk about the bank travel industry and heritage clubs because uh, there's there's a lot going on. Uh, I have had the good fortune of speaking with uh, all of you uh, to one degree or the other off camera. And uh, of course, Ted, you and I have done uh, quite a bit of business together over the years. But I think in particular, as the group travel industry rebounds from the depths of COVID and people are looking for new opportunities and sometimes what's old is new. Um, I really like uh, what you guys have done in coming together in sort of, I wouldn't say rebuilding the Heritage Club's brand, but building upon uh, what's worked in the past. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. And and ideally in these podcasts, I'm not the one who does all the talking. So eventually I will turn it over to each of you three, but I I just wanted to set the table for that because um, I, I think it's an interesting topic. And, you know, through the years, especially anybody who's been involved in the business like you and I have had through through the years is that this bank travel movement uh, at one point in our history sort of took over the group travel sector and then it kind of backed off a little bit. Yeah, I would say that um, the, the movement of it has reflected the changing of the community bank world um, so where back in the early 80s, there were 17,000 community banks in the United States, through consolidations and mergers and some failures, it's down around 5,000. So mm. correspondingly, uh, the numbers of bank clubs that are out there has uh, become smaller as well. Uh, it's not a reflection of the value of the bank clubs. It's just a reflection of the uh, size of the market when so many community banks have sold out to midsize and larger banks. Sure, sure. Now, you got started in Heritage Clubs, if I recall correctly. You were one of the preferred tour operators back in the the OJ and George Aker era, if I recall correctly. So that, that was your foray in. How did you get involved with them? What was the, the incubating period? Yeah, they actually had gotten stuck trying to find a location for their 1996 or 94, I can't remember, conference. Uh, They had a plan for Atlanta, and Atlanta was hosting the Olympics, uh, so they couldn't find a hotel. So they asked for some help. And uh, a good friend of both of ours, uh, Mike Heim, who's no longer with us, Mm -hmm. uh, was a friend of theirs, and he introduced me to them. uh, And we got that hotel for him, and it started from there. And about three years later, the whole Preferred Tour Operator program was launched. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so that would have been 96 if that were the Olympics, so really your involvement. And then um, just refresh my memory for uh, uh, for lack of better anything else was you financially got involved at what point with Heritage Clubs? Because you started to take over some of the duties for George and then, you know, what, what was your sort of entree into the ownership realm of the organization? 
Sure. Heritage Clubs was owned by First Citizens National Bank based in mm. Mason City, Iowa. As you mentioned, O.J. Thompson was the president and chairman there. And George Aker, who worked for him, was actually his college roommate uh, back at uh, St. Olaf's College in uh, Northfield, Minnesota. Oh, geez. Uh, and anyway, George um, decided that uh, he was of an age that it was time to move on. And uh, he approached me. This was in 2007. Uh, I'm the owner of Hospitality Tours, besides Heritage Clubs. And as one of the preferred tour operators, he thought that we might have an interest in keeping the organization going. So I conferred with the other preferred tour operators to see um, how that would work for them if I was also the principal owner of Heritage Clubs and one of the preferred tour operators. And they're all quite enthusiastic about it because they knew the market was important to them. Uh, so uh, in 2007 is when I purchased Heritage Clubs. Uh, okay. I've been op operating it since. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I failed to ask this when we talked about your entree into the, the Heritage Clubs group. Were you doing much bank business at that time or did this come as a, okay, this is an interesting marketplace because your business, I know you're a, 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 essentially a, a, a receptive operator up in the New England states and Northeastern Canada. That's right. No, I'd never heard of this idea. Uh, it was quite, <laughs> quite a freaky thing when I went to the first conference to see what it was all about and understand what they were doing. And quite frankly, we found that a lot of the banks themselves didn't quite understand uh, what they mm. were doing. Uh, so we've started uh, sponsoring a lot of market research and things like that for my own education. Uh, but all of that uh, was certainly eye-opening for us. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, well, good, good to get the background on that. Now, uh, Michael and Andy, I'm, I'm guessing that you're just not uh, acquaintances that happen to share the last name. Maybe if you could bring us up to speed on on your backgrounds and sort of how you got involved in Heritage Club. Uh, Michael, you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I've been in the industry, in the travel industry, now for you know close to 15 years, um, in and around the Heritage Club's world, although never completely. Uh, in the Heritage Club's world, I've known of Heritage Clubs for a long time. I started with one of the major tour operators in the travel industry, Colette Vacations, and you know, you know, cut my teeth in the travel sales world uh, on that team. So, um, you know, Heritage, uh, Colette is one of the preferred tour operators of Heritage Clubs, and so we knew of, I knew of Heritage Clubs, and so since leaving, I've had, I've held other roles in in partnership marketing and and uh, group sales and group travel. Uh, a lot of um, my history does revolve around the bank travel world. So after okay. leaving Colette, I did a lot in the group bank group travel. And so uh, most recently I'd run into Ted and Ted and I had started having a conversation and he had mentioned that, you know, he was looking to, to bring on some help uh, in regards to revitalizing and regrowing and rebuilding what heritage clubs could be and giving my background and knowing what I knew about heritage clubs. I said, uh, Absolutely. I'd love to be able to work with you guys and the Heritage Club's team. And I said, I know just the guy who's bent his whole career in banking and seeing as how this is a banking club, a banking travel club. It's kind of a, a, a perfect match. And uh, my brother, Andy. So to your point, we're not strangers that just share the same last name. We're brothers. Okay. And it just so happens that our, our talent just kind of matches exactly what Heritage Clubs was looking for in terms of knowledge, education and experience. OK. And who's who's the big brother in this equation? 
That would be me, Jeff. I'm the big brother. I'll I'll jump in on that one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm the taller brother, though. So technically, physically, I'm the bigger brother. Age-wise, I'm the little brother. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. So, Andy, were you accustomed to your your younger brother coming to you with these these far-fetched ideas? Or uh, how did all this come about from a conversational standpoint? Uh, Michael and I have always been entrepreneurial in heart, right? So we've joined and started a bunch of different options and businesses along the years that we've been together. Uh, It just so happened that we were actually born and made for this option, right? (laughs) Where my background in banking, and I've been in the banking industry for almost about two decades, 20 years. So Mm -hmm. my banking background in large and mid-sized banks, along with Michael's travel experience, felt like just the perfect opportunity. And it was like a match made in heaven, I guess, based on our experiences. Yeah. So so what about your banking experience leads you to believe that there is a bright future for bank travel clubs? Yeah, I mean, I would start with saying that we're coming on a precipice or or a time where it's unprecedented, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming out of a COVID era where travel had so- stopped, right? And and people were foaming at the mouth to try to travel, right? So that travel Absolutely. side of it was was a big side. But not only that, we're also coming into un- unprecedented times and in interest rate hikes where financial institutions are, are, are really striving to get deposit balances and hold bank relationships and worried about liquidity issues and really worried about how do they create stickiness in, in, mm-hmm. in their relationships with their customers. And bank travel clubs, especially for uh, community banks, is such a strong way of kind of being a competitive, having a competitive edge against those mid-size and large banks, which creates that community, the, the, the engagement, and actually the relationship building that a cre- community bank actually strives for. So to me, with the travel and also the banking side, it's just the perfect opportunity where I believe not only do we see the bank travel industry uh, uh, where in the past it was going down, I feel like we'll see it actually increase in going forward, trying to drive those deposit balances and create that customer uh, relationship strong, make them stronger. Gotcha. So, so the target audience is those five thousand community banks. You're not going after Bank of America or Chase, although I guess it would be nice if they had those uh, uh, bank travel clubs in their locations. I can I can tell you, my Bank of America branch is almost completely empty. So, if they had actually somebody sitting at a desk, somebody would love to talk with them if they would only staff that position. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh, it, is, it is. Yeah, it is it is that community bank uh, group? Yeah, the sweet spot for us are uh, most of our banks are under a billion dollars in assets. We have a few that are as high as a few billion. Uh, but when you get up into the multi, multi-billion dollar size, they don't have the same temperament that the community banks have to try and build relationships with their individual depositors in order to build deposits. And that's really what the club does successfully. Gotcha, gotcha. So I think that you're, you're right. It's a, it's an exciting mix of experience. And Michael, you having worked from Colette, which is certainly one of the um, the, the leading big travel uh, club providers, uh, and then Andy, your banking experience. Uh, I, I I think there's a great ingredient there. Plus, obviously, Ted, you've got you know decades of experience in doing this. So so what a great mentorship. What I found, you know, originally from selling to banks when I was the tour operator, but then really in the last 24 years of doing this is there's so many successful clubs out there um, that they just, they have a great reputation in their community. They put a trip out. It does very well. So it wasn't a matter of 
convincing their management that this was successful in an existing organization, but we just haven't seen that organic growth. Um, what type of things can you put into place to make that argument with bank travel leadership and that, that this is something that they need to venture into because it's got to be a little bit daunting if you've never done it before. Just thinking about how many banks are very risk adverse um, and, you know, starting this, there's always going to be a run up to it. And, you know, is it going to be successful? So, you know, what, what's, what type of things can you put together organically or marketing wise um, that gets out in front of this audience? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Jeff, and I'll take that one, and then Mike and Ted, you can jump in. Um, sure. I think that I think the big thing that we're we're focusing on is 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 our conference and bringing everybody together and focusing on our new pillars: bank, travel, and leadership. Um, okay. We believe that we believe that travel clubs and travel bank travel club leaders are more than just travel leaders, right? They're not just the ones that are on the bus and, and managing the individuals. There's more to the bank travel club individual than, than just being on the road. It's their career aspirations. It's their mm. the travel industry. It's um, leadership skills that we're gonna be driving. Um, it's the success of the bank, number one. You'd be surprised how many people we talk to that may not know potentially the financials behind how a bank travel, how a bank runs and why a bank travel club is so successful. So our goal is, is, is first and foremost education and uh, in, in driving education to our bank travel club directors and our leadership in our banks to show the value of not only the travel club itself, but the value that the travel club brings to a financial institution, as well as that individual that's driving it, that, that gotcha. travel club. So, so really, if I'm understanding this correctly, is to elevate that position within the bank to be one of really higher higher value than maybe historically it's been. And I think, you know, Ted, you would agree with me is that sometimes that bank travel manager, why they're respected in the organization. It's like, oh, I guess Sally's going on another trip again. You know, it's like, oh, she gets all the fun things to do and we've got to stay back here and, and do all the work. Yeah, I think that... Um stereotype still exists and it's one of the things for a long time heritage clubs has tried to give the tools back to those bank club directors to prove the value within their bank um, many of them operate without a lot of oversight and so they're not asked for much information until they are and then mm -hmm. suddenly they're asked and they don't have it and they're at risk so we prepare them to be able to answer to senior management when there are changes in the bank. It's great when everything's fine, but when everything isn't fine, then you've got to stick. You've got to still remain. And a couple of things that we do uh, that is very important for senior management, you refer to bankers as being risk averse. And it's a little bit of a misnomer. Um, they're very, uh, they're involved in risk all the time. They're just very smart. So <laughs> they, they don't want to take risks that are too risky, but they're always taking risks. For example, sending a motor coach out on tour of your deposited customers with $4 million sitting on the bus when they might have a bad trip is a huge risk. True. But they do it. They do it smartly because they say, we're only going to do it with the very best companies where we know we're not going to have problems. So they eliminate the risk as much as possible. Well, Heritage Club eliminates risk. That's what we do. So for example, a senior management can look at their current bank club director and say to themselves, I'm not sure how many more years she has. What are we gonna do when it's time for her to leave? How are we gonna train the new person? The succession planning, which we also uh, teach uh, at Heritage Good. Clubs, is really, really valuable if senior management really wants to keep the club going. And so 
those are some of the tactics. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we've seen situations in the past where somebody led a club and maybe the bank decided they didn't want to continue with it. They've gone on to have a very successful career running trips as a group leader. So, um, you know, not that we advocate that, but it certainly shows the power of that individual and the following that they have within that community. So uh, that's 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 certainly a testament to what Heritage Clubs does. So um, let's dive in a little bit further in the organization if we could. Uh, Michael, um, can you just give me a, a handle on sort of the membership, you know, like who, who belongs to Heritage Club? Because I think you've got partners, you've got tour operators, obviously you've got banks as well. So I don't necessarily need to know numbers, but can you give me, you know, what compromises or comprises each sector? Yeah, so our, our membership, our, our organization is comprised of really three three types of, of uh, members uh, or partners. And the first is our membership. And those are the community banks that we serve as an association to help them to learn and be educated to Ted's point of reducing risk to ensuring that these bank club directors have the tools, the network and the knowledge that they need to be successful, right? Because there's a lot of pieces that go into it to ensure that they're successful, whether it's choosing the right itinerary or finding the right destination. So these community banks and these bank club directors rely on us to bring them that information. And we have community banks all over the country uh, working with us within um, within Heritage Clubs, although we are we do have a lot of banks in the Midwest because the Midwest is the heart of the bank travel industry. Uh, one of the things that uh, us coming on board, Andy and myself, to kind of help uh, and work with Ted and the team at Heritage Clubs is to expand that network. We want to expand it outside of, of the Midwest. So the community banks is really the, the, the center uh, of our, our, our association. Above and beyond that, uh, really also at the center is our preferred tour operators. We have uh, six PTOs that support our bank club travel directors when they're looking to book and, 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 and plan bank travel. And so those six PTOs, uh, as Ted had mentioned, are vetted and, and, and work with uh, heritage clubs to ensure that when our bank club directors are choosing one of our six PTOs, that these are trusted, trustworthy, uh, and high quality tour operators. So when our bank clubs decide to go on tour with one of these directors, they have uh, rest, be rest assured that their travelers and their bank is gonna, are going to have a great experience. And then on the third level uh, is our partners. And so we have partners from all around uh, the country uh, in regards to suppliers and hoteliers and attractions, uh, as well as destinations and DMOs. So a lot of our bank club travel directors, when they're planning those longer extended vacations, they always lean and rely on our, our tour operators, our PTOs uh, for those six night, seven day itineraries where they're kind of going, whether it be a little bit further outside of their, their region or even across the world, they're always relying on our PTOs. But a lot of our bank club directors are also planning these regional or smaller two nights, three days itineraries, mm. hopping on a motor coach, just taking their uh, travelers into a, a regional area. And so we are trying to, or we're working with destinations destinations to bring them to to bring them to our our virtual events but also to our peer group in Chicago so that way these bank club directors can actually communicate and commu uh, talk to the to the destinations to say when my time comes to go to St. Louis or to go to Chicago or to go to Branson or um, Nashville I have the contacts that I need to connect with to ensure that I find the right hotels the right suppliers the right um, the right uh, attractions and sure, ensure that my sure. bank club is successful. 
so follow up for you on that. Would it be primarily beneficial for DMOs or are you finding the individual attractions and the hotels and the hotel groups? Are they candidates as well or does it really focus on that DMO element of the of the market? Well, really, destinations are something that is is a, a, a focus of ours to bring in okay. more destinations into the conversation because we realize that destinations have so much knowledge to provide to our bankers or our bank club directors as they start to plan their vacations. But we do find that hotel, uh, hotels as well as attractions have success because uh, it's a lot of times that first decision or that first step in a bank club director's decision to where they want to go is inspiration. And so if they're inspired by the destination or they're inspired by the supplier, whether inspired by the interaction, one of those things will cause that bank club director to say, I am going to that city or that particular location. So and yeah. and, and Jeff, I think the magic happens when they combine, right? When a hotel and an attraction and, and a destination all get together and talk about their location and what makes them successful. That's where the magic happens. And you can actually give that experience to uh, a travel club director to understand what they will expect when they do go to that location. So again, what, when you say, do we focus on one? It's, it's the magic happens when they combine. Gotcha, gotcha. So that that certainly would be an opportunity for um, a show as well as to have three representatives there and sort of talk about the different elements of what they offer in that destination. I also mentioned exactly. a small category of membership that doesn't get uh, much respect, which is our corporate members. We have uh, just a handful of businesses uh, right now, two, that serve the banks directly that have nothing really to do with the travel side of it. So okay. The Motion Picture Licensing Corporation, for example, is a member, and what they do is they provide discounts for the banks when they want to get licenses in order to show movies in their banks. Oh, okay. Uh, so they don't have to pay huge fees. They pay much smaller fees. We also have a travel insurance program for when the banks are planning their own travel and they want to be able to buy insurance, not buying them necessarily from the preferred tour operators because they're doing their own short trips. They can buy them from Arch Travel. Um, so those are other partners that we have. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah, the travel insurance obviously uh, today is is muy importante. Uh, my associate publisher here says that people in this industry never met a show they didn't love, uh, and that's just the willingness, specifically of certain supplier categories, to want to travel the shows. Um, and you know, we've definitely seen that um, in the last year in particular. Is that every time we send out blast emails, you get you know dozens, if not hundreds, of replies. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. Just out on the road. So. You know, it's it's definitely, um, you know, as, as much as digital communication uh, takes a priority in people's lives and, you know, we're still in the, in the print magazine business at Leisure Group Travel as well. Um, and, and that's a foundation. Um, it's that sort of one-to-one face-to-face encounter is still really, really important in the sector, especially, you know, we've got so many new people that are coming on board. A lot of the familiar faces that we've had in this industry that have just retired out or find themselves in new positions. So um, let's talk a little bit, um, and, and maybe Andy, I'll start with you on this, uh, about your peer group conference. And I guess, you know, first of all, talk about what it is, and then we can dive into the the destination and what you've got in store. Yeah, so uh, Peer Group is our flagship conference that we have at Heritage Clubs or HCI. Uh, that's where our bank travel club directors get together on an annual basis to discuss different things that are affecting them in the industry and affecting them uh, either personally. And it's 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 what I've everybody we talk to and everybody that's there says it's a family. 
it's mm. a it's a family that's open for new members of the family and and it's very welcoming and and I'll tell you I've never met a, a nicer group of people especially when I talk to them on the phone via Zoom or whatever it's just a really really like heartwarming uh, conversation that I have every time um but it's a great opportunity for our bank travel club directors to get together on an annual basis and like I said talk about the industry and what's going on uh, it's also a great place where they get to know and interact with par- uh, PTOs, our preferred tour operators, and get to know okay. what they have going on. One of the best things that we have is the PTO showcase where they get to show off their their wares in front of all the bank travel club directors to show them what they can do for them, whether that's a specific destination or a special that they have. These PTOs allow them to kind of, uh, that allows the PTOs to get in front of them in a formal way, but not only okay. that informally as well, whether that's via a dinner or an experience. Uh, and as we get into Chicago specifically, we have quite a few experiences where they'll be able to meet, interact on a very personal level, uh, off-site and on-site. So um, there's there's a lot of that. And then the last thing that we have is the education. We've already talked about quite a few topics on this podcast already. One of them, uh, a few of them are uh, what numbers do your leaders should your leadership know? What should you know about the numbers that you should teach your leadership? Right, whether that's Who's on the bus, like Ted's point, how much in deposits is on the bus, Uh, how many are in your membership program, Uh, how many individuals are traveling with you on an annual basis, what kind of relationships do they have, right? Uh, That's something, uh, giving leadership the numbers they need to know is one of the topics that we will be providing. Um, But not only that, we've talked about stickiness. That's one of our topics. How do we make our relationships sticky with the customers that travel with us and keep them with the bank, especially in these times of, of... concern and challenges where, where customers are not as as strong on on their financial institution and want to maybe divest their 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 relationships uh sure, we'll sure. be talking about that so we've got a lot of education uh interactive uh whether it's formal or uh, informal ways of of people getting together okay and um you guys are right at the airport which is nice at o'hare that hilton hotel which i drove by there two weeks ago coming out of the airport i'm like oh that's where hci is gonna be and um is it february or march i'm trying to i don't have it in front of me yeah it's it's in february at in chicago at the o'hare airport from february 26th through march 1st okay of 2024 gotcha and um what sort of fun activities do you have planned are you guys doing any sightseeing tours you have a pre or post fam trip so we don't we don't necessarily have a pre or post fam trip planned for chicago of this year um, but okay. we do have some really great opportunities for our bankers. Still, some of it is is in the works. We're still planning it as as those as shows typically go. Uh, but we are taking them out to to uh, Lake County, just north of Chicago, for a great evening out. Uh, our bankers have a lot of fun planned for them throughout the event, whether it's the opening ceremonies uh, that we that we have every year. That's hosted by one of our PTOs, um, as well as some of the other awesome networking opportunities that we have during the evenings as well. So there's a lot gotcha. of great energy and excitement kind of around what we're, we're planning in Chicago. So I, I know it's still early. I, I did attend your um, webinar a few weeks ago. You said numbers are good. Where, where do you think you'll end up with just so folks get a size of, of what what sort of show this is? What, what, what sort of numbers are going to be there? I think that you can count on our bank attendance being probably about 20 or 25 percent higher than it was last year. Uh, last year was the lowest that it's been, though. Uh, we also were tra- traveling a distance. So we were out of the Midwest. We were down in Louisiana and Lafayette, which is a great destination. Uh, but it was expensive to get there and that sort of thing. Sure, so sure. 
we're quite hopeful that we'll have about 25 bankers attending, uh, and we're well uh, along that path right now. Um, and uh, subsequently, it's one of the things that makes this conference also very unique, Jeff, which you probably know, but it may have forgotten, is that uh, the ratio of buyers to sellers is very, very small. So that when you're attending the conference, every single partner meets with every single banker. So if there are 25 bankers there, they'll have 25 appointments with 25 partners. Um, so it's small and it's tight and everybody gets a lot of business out of it because of that. Yeah, intimate, they would say, right? That's probably a good yeah. way to just, yeah. And the other thing that makes it very unique for the bankers is that the banker's competition is not in the same room. So that the when a banker joins Heritage Club, they own a geographic area that another bank can't join. Plus, credit unions aren't permitted to be part of heritage clubs. So they their competition that might be in other places when they go do other travel shows and things like that don't exist at heritage clubs. And that allows them to share information and, quite frankly, to share trips. They travel together, uh, do a lot of that together that they don't have elsewhere. Is that a population radius or is that like a geographic radius as far as membership, Ted? It's a geographic radius. It's basically 10 miles from their um, member the location that joins, it's a 10 mile radius. Um, so they, you know, people, they're still with mergers and acquisitions, there's a lot of overlapping and things like that going and on. And then you have branches too, right? I mean, that's the, the exactly. nature of how books operate, yeah. yeah. So, okay. But in general, it's much safer. It is also, by the way, Harris Clubs is the only conference that is only for banks. Um, it, it's not a travel conference, it's a banking conference. It's for bank travel club directors uh, and, you, and they aren't, there isn't another one like it. Yeah, well, I, I think that would be especially important now because I know when the, the competing one, I forget the name of it, honestly, uh, when they switched like, over, uh, there you go, uh, there was a um, there was a backlash from banks like, well, wait a minute, we were like the coveted ones before and now all of a sudden there's museums coming here or there's an alumni group coming here. And that's great, you know, from supplier standpoint, but I think you lose uh, some of the gist because, you know, what an alumni group could be looking for and what a bank's looking for, two completely different things, you know, having dealt with with both sectors of the business. Yes. Now, um, do you need to be a member to go or are you, you know, if somebody wants to kind of go to the conference, kick the tires a little bit, is that possible or do they have to physically join to go to the conference? We do invite bankers to come to the conference as guests. Okay. Um, especially those that are in this case, the Chicago area where it's nearby for them. If they want to come for a day or two, we would be delighted to have them. Uh, but otherwise everybody does join heritage clubs in order to be able to attend. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, I, I hope you guys do well with this. I, I'm I'm really rooting for you. And, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily in the business of rooting in what we do, I'm sort of fair and impartial. It's, you know, we're journalists, but um, I see so many opportunities for this sector and, and having, you know, over the last couple of years, witnessing different organizations that maybe have strayed away from travel and have gotten back in. Um, I, you know, tell people like I was at my park district a few weeks ago and there was a Colette vacations flyer. I'm like, when did this start? You know, this, we have a, you know, mid-sized community in Chicagoland and they, they, the previous park uh, district director did like a golf trip. That was his big thing. That's because he liked to golf, but since he left, they hadn't do anything 
thing. And all of a sudden they're doing collect vacations. So, you know, you know we're seeing organizations that uh, maybe in the past haven't done it or they strayed away from it. And this was such an important sector to the organized group travel movement. Um, nothing would give me more pleasure than to see you guys just knock it out of the park. Um, I think you've got the right ingredients with Ted's experience and Andy's and, and, and Michael's uh, banking and travel experience. So, um, you know, I, I guess uh, I'm rambling on here, so I'll make it into a question. How do you define success in 2024 for the organization? And uh, maybe, Michael, I'll go ahead and start with you and then we'll work away and, and you guys can have a minute to prepare. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a big question, Jeff. You put me on yeah. the spot here, giving Andy yeah. and Ted a little bit of time to think. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll approach it. You know, because I'll approach it from the partnership side, right? Because that's kind of my my primary role at the at the Heritage Club's team. Um, you know, I, I have the partnerships. Andy has the banks, and, and and you know, Ted has the overall vision. Um, but I think on the partnership side is I feel as though my my idea of success is the partners seeing the value of bank travel once again and the idea of its ability to grow and support local communities um i think i can speak i think i can speak for andy and ted i i know i can in saying that we know the, the value of a community bank uh, and their travel program not only for the community itself and for their bankers but also for a bank and so on the partnership side they do know you know it's amazing i talk to many partners and so many of them do focus on that group travel market you know there are many destinations here to both domestically and internationally um that look at uh, group travel as a viable source of business but when i mention to them bank group travel they don't necessarily look at that particular aspect of, of the travel industry and so there are many destinations that do see a lot of value and see a lot of growth in that area for them uh, and so coming from a partnership side, I would say success for, for heritage clubs is for more destinations to see the, the growth opportunities and, and, and see bank travel as a viable uh, growth opportunity for their destination as well as for their attraction or their hotel. That makes sense. Andy, how about yourself? What do you uh, define this success in 2024? Yeah, I think I think mine's the bank side, right? And I'll speak to that side because this is kind of the yin and the yang of what we bring to this organization. So um, to me, I want to hear two words, Jeff. I want to hear that was fun and I learned a lot. Those are the two <laughs> things that I want to hear from our bank travel clubs, right? Uh, and and when, I, when I think about the bank travel club directors and, and the way that the industry has move it, moved in the past, it's kind of left, again, we've seen it tra go downhill, the bank travel clubs. Um, and I feel like bringing a, a reinvigorated energy to the bank travel industry and them leaving, not only knowing their numbers, but knowing how to be successful and how to approach their leadership and and when you talk about the person behind the counter that's that's angry about you going on the trip like we talked about in the beginning it's more about approaching them and showing them the value that you bring and how your that travel club director is just like a an investment manager or mm. a a a, a uh, another banker that has that relationship that can bring value uh where you can actually grow and enhance relationships versus just going on a trip the beautiful sites are there everybody knows that the beautiful sites but nobody knows what a travel club director is going through more than a travel club director <laughs> right and and i hear that all the time they're wearing many hats they're wearing they have a lot on their plate and i think if i hear that was fun and that and i learned a lot that would be success for me, Jeff. Awesome, awesome. Ted, how about yourself? Can you wrap us up here? What they said. No, I, I would say that. <laughs> see, that's the downside of being the last one of the three. See, you guys thought you were on the spot. Now Ted's got to come up with something creative. 
<laughs> I think that, uh, <laughs> what always energizes me about heritage clubs are the bankers that get very excited when they're done, when the week is over, and they've talked to each other. They've had this peer knowledge sharing time where they're literally sitting around a table and they're sharing experiences that you know, one size bank you know, might have that's different from another size bank or size membership, whatever. They're learning so much from each other and they go home and they institute these things. And it makes them look better in their own bank with their own senior management so that they get elevated, if you will. There is no question of the value of the bank market to the travel industry. I mean, mm -hmm. the bank clientele travels at a higher level than almost any other clientele. They have to beat the expectations of their customers in order to lower that risk of them traveling. So they will always spend the extra 10, 15, 20, $100 to get a great experience rather than saving that money where many tour operators won't spend it because they are competing with somebody else. The banks want to spend that money to make it a really special experience. Yeah, so great, our, great our DMOs and our partners love working with the bank clubs. Awesome. So um, more information on the conference, how do folks learn about what you do? I'm, I would, probably got a website, I would guess, right? You've got one of those? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if they're looking, I mean, it's very easy. If they're looking to get more information on Peer Group 2024 in Chicago, they can just visit our website, heritageclubs.com slash peergroup2024, or they can just go to our homepage and right there at the top, it's more information about Peer Group. If you're a banker, you're interested in joining us, there's information for bankers, as well as if you're a partner that's interested in really talking to our banker community, there's information for them there as well. Awesome, awesome. Guys, well, I, I, I really... Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I didn't mean to cut it off, but I don't. I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about our social media as well, right? So we have our Facebook page and our Instagram page. You can find us on both uh, Heritage Clubs International on Facebook and Heritage underscore Clubs on Instagram. We've actually become very live on lively on there. So any information that they want, there, up to date information. Love to talk to anybody that's interested and give them more information personally too. So they can reach out to us on mine is Andy at heritageclubs.com. That's my email. Michael is Michael. Ted is Ted. Uh, you can reach out to any one of us and we're happy to talk to you and get you more information if needed to. Nice. Thanks. Well, well, great catching up with you, Ted, uh, Michael and Andy uh, enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more in this session and, you know, heartfelt best of luck to you in 2024. Um, really, you know, super excited about you coming to our hometown in Chicago and um, showing people a great time and, you know, invigorating the marketplace and, and getting it back to uh, the Hades and then some. So I think you've got the right ingredients. Well, we've always had your support, Jeff, and we're very excited to be on the podcast. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in Chicago as well. And um, whatever way that the travel media can be out there helping, we sure would appreciate it. Awesome. Great. Thanks again, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Get paid to travel the world with friends and family as the leader of your very own travel tribe. This book by travel industry publisher Jeff Gader will show you how. Order your copy of Traveling Tribes at leisuregrouptravel.com or at Amazon. Type in keyword Traveling Tribe.